0: This is Financial Detox, helping you retire with confidence. Featuring Jason Labrum, certified financial planner and founder of IDA Wealth, intelligence-driven advisors. For over 20 years, Jason has shown people how to steer clear of toxic advice, achieve financial peace of mind, and manage their wealth for maximum impact. Join Jason and co-host Alex Klingensmith as they simplify the complex, share industry secrets, and provide proven strategies designed to take you from financial insecurity to financial independence. This is Financial Detox.
1: Hi, welcome to Financial Detox. It's Jason Labrum, and I'm in studio today in the Intelligence Driven Advisor studio today with my man, Alex Smith, co-host and senior wealth advisor at Intelligence Driven Advisors. Hi, Alex. Hello. How Happy- you Happy- Thursday. Happy Tuesday. Thursday. It's Tuesday, actually. We're recording on Tuesday this week. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so the d- week flies by. We're busy. We got conferences and stuff going September's on. September's over. Great. events. Almost over. I don't understand this year. Like, I really don't understand this year. It's just gone by such a blur. But um, wise people tell tell us that life is short and to savor yes. for every day because it goes by and it accelerates as you get older. We should pay attention to wise people. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, we're going to try and bring you some wisdom today through the show, Financial Detox. And what are we doing? We are trying to seriously, literally, like the title, detoxify you from the financial toxins that seem to resonate so clearly and abundantly in our lives today. We are bombarded with messages, not only from the media, but we're bombarded with messages from our friends, from our telephones, from our, our telephone, telephone, <laughs> from our phones, <laughs> from, you know, we just have all kinds of messaging. And so often that messaging has a, an ulterior motive. It has a twist to why it's being given to you. And it's not really for your best interest and to help you um, succeed with investing. So that's why we came up with this consumer brand, Financial Detox, to literally help break down the toxicity that, that permeates uh, our environments. How do you think it's been going so far, by the way? It's been, um, it's been four years, I think, since we started this. I think it's and, fun. Uh, I think, you know, I wish we had um, a full-time marketing firm to really make this stuff, uh, get it out and about, because the comments that we get back, and what are you looking for? I'm <laughs> trying to figure out where you're going. Just making that, sure that uh, all the yeah. likes are turning. <laughs> we had a guest last last show, so I'm making sure all the- I'm literally real-time uh, producing while we're talking. Keep going. There we go. So we're, um, yeah, look, I think it's great. And so what we want to do today is one of the, the concepts and the, the things that we talk about a lot are different choices you have when trying to solve your personal financial uh, puzzle, right? When, when working with your personal finances, that's investing, that's maybe your 401k at work, it's your saving for retirement, how are you going to take retirement income, your insurance, um, all these kinds of things put together, long-term care. So I'll break th- it down. The show's yeah. going to be like this. We're going to go through... There's three most common journeys that investors take and have taken, and we've seen hundreds, if not thousands, of yes. these by now, right? In right. our in our firm, um, IDA. So one journey is not the do- hundreds and thousands of journeys, but people on these different journeys. People that have yeah. are at different stages of thousands the journeys. Of yeah. So we have. I would say that we we might be qualified as experts in this in this particular. No f- question. Okay. So option one or journey number one would be the person who's who's done it themselves. Right. Right. And so this person never sought professional advice and chose instead to manage their own investments and their own financial plan throughout their entire lifetime. do-it-yourselfer. That's number one. Yep. Number two is the person who did seek professional advice, and they chose for some reason or other to do it through a big company name. Big names. Merrill Lynch, Morgan Stanley, maybe Edward Jones, UBS, all those big Mm -hmm. names. And we'll say- JP Morgan Chase Financial. And, the, and not only do they seek the advice from that particular kind of company, but they have followed that advice and, and they've yes. done that and through their entire lives. Okay. And number three would be the person, the investor who has sought financial advice. Uh, again, don't know the reason why necessarily, but they've, they've landed on this journey where it is from an independent fiduciary, full-time fiduciary uh, team or advisor. Or um, RIA, Registered Investment Advisory that's right. Only Firm. You know, right. I think we're missing something already. Yeah, right, I knew me. this would happen. But I love there, this. We have three, but we really there's four. Oh, the four? fourth is the independent broker-dealer model. When you think about firms like LPL and you think about firms like, I can't even think of all the big uh, independent broker dealers, which are right. Lyman James. Uh, re- I'm, I'm more independent. So I would call them more of a regional broker dealer. I'm thinking of, you know, the LPLs of the world, but, yeah. um, that is like a mini Lynch or a mini UBS where they are operating under the broker dealer protocol versus the RIA. Maybe we'll get into that in a minute. Okay, um, but, that's a big channel. A lot of people work with these independent uh, Allied Securities, First Trust Security. You know, I'm trying to think of the names. Um, what are some of the big ones? What's the um, this is one of the biggest independent fin- independent financial group? There you go. Oh, There's right. one. Yeah, um, Centaurus, know, d- Different broker dealers, a bunch of broker dealers out there. A lot of them stem from insurance companies. And when you start to, when do. you start to think about where they're yep, really they who really, really owns them, but yeah, gotcha. And, and so I also want to predicate that hey, we may talk about some features that aren't good with each or maybe that are good with each but um, you know there's good human beings at all of these different places. Um, we think there is a best path to do this, and we'll you'll see that probably come out quite clearly. But we're not here to dig on our competition. We're not here to dig on the people who have chosen to do this business in another way. I wrote, or we, in preparation for this show, I, I carefully thought about Maybe how we're going to put it in writing <laughs> um, because I know that we tend to get a passionate about the way that we feel is the best way. But the way that I think that we're going to try to accomplish it in this show in a short amount of time really, but is to talk, is to kind of compare these different paths, um, in terms of services and costs. Like what are the services and costs of each experience? Mm-hmm. Also, what is the best way to navigate these paths, regardless of which path you've on you're, you are on or embarking on, or already are towards the maybe end of your accumulation phase. And now wherever you're at in this phase, what should you be paying attention to? What can you control what can you can you not control and what do you do with that along Well and just way? to help you know what you're getting yourself into so let's talk about do it yourself right yeah. I mean there is a a, a large, a group of people out there who feel they go to the Schwabs, they go to the TD, they go to a Vanguard, whatever, and they end up just doing it themselves. Maybe they're on E-Trade or they're on, I don't know what other platforms I can, can't think of right now, but um, and um you say, I'm going to yeah. buy and sell stocks or I'm going to buy and sell mutual funds. And I'm going to figure this out on my own. I don't need the advice of somebody. I do think there are people who can do that. I think there are people who, or just have, their own 401k at work. If you, if you have sure. a 401k at work, you're doing it yourself. Even though someone comes yeah. in to teach you about your plan and education, you do this all the time. You yep. you actually you have the love hate relationship with this. You love it because you're really you love helping I, people. Yeah, I like being in front of people and stuff. It's fun. But it's a big, but people are are ultimately choosing. But there's also qualified default investment options there where you may end right. up in a fund whether you choose nothing or not. So you don't have to choose there so much as when you're dealing with assets in an IRA or in an investment account or a trust account, you you have to truly make decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think some people are good at that um, and can do okay at it. But one of the things that we have found that falls short is the not only academic, but the um, investment philosophy behind what happens there. because. As you look at the best golfers in the world, they all have a coach who stands by them at their big tournaments and their big times, the big events of their life. They have their coach there Mm -hmm. with them. They have their coach that they work with on a weekly or quarterly basis. And it's not because that coach is smarter and it's not because that coach is a better golfer, certainly. It's because that coach can see things clearly. Um, that they maybe can't see in and of themselves. And I think the thing that happens with do-it-yourself model, although it seems so easy because, I mean, the commercials will tell you it's easy to buy and sell a stock, call our 800 line, follow our green path, whatever it may be, and it's all going to end up magically wonderful. And, and, and it may, but the likelihood is um, I think our experience, is Alex, you mentioned, we've, we've worked with thousands of people, and you, we see those portfolios, right? We see what those do-it-yourself. And results. Typically. We see the results. Sure. Or lack of accountability in the experience itself. If you would like us to review your current situation and see what you're doing, to see if it makes sense, there's no cost. There's no obligation whatsoever. You can get in our minds. You can see what we do. And if you like it, then we can help you out. If not, then at least you'll have uh, better confidence in what you're doing. Our number is 877-707-8889. It's Jason Labrum. This is Financial Detox. We'll be right back. And we're back. It's Financial Detox. This is Jason Labrum. And Alex Smith, Yeah, here we go. We're talking to you about the different paths you can take on your journey in creating your investment plan, your financial plan. We're talking about number one, do it yourself. And that is a model that may work, it may work for part of your stuff, not all of it. It may work for all of it. it may work for none of it. We're also talking about the big wirehouse firm or the big uh, investment company, such as the Merrill's and the UBS's and the Morgan Stanley and so on and so forth. We're talking about the independent broker dealers, smaller ones, um, you know, right here in San Diego, we have LPL. And then we're also talking about firms like Intelligence Driven Advisors, which are RIAs, registered investment advisory firms that don't have bro- <coughs> excuse me, that don't have broker dealers and operate under that protocol. So kind of a fun conversation. Hopefully we can make this salient for you and actionable for you. We first were talking about the do it yourself model. Some distinct advantages to doing it yourself is that you don't have to pay an advisor. And when you look at the compound expense of an advisor over your life at let's just say 1%, which if you're dealing with, you know, a lot of the options here, some of the options here, you're probably going to be paying significantly more than that. But if you're paying 1% and you look at that over the life of a client, the life of you as an investor, it's a big number, right? It is. And then you compound 1% that. a year of your assets... Uh, as you're accumulating and saving, as 1, they're growing. 1% of the assets <laughs> under management. That's a lot of money, right? So for 100 years, they would take it all. <laughs> so that shell shock... No, no, no. <laughs> it's not that much because if you... It's a shell shock number, though, if you look at it that way. And I love that there's the low-cost brokerage, the discount brokerages, the Charles Schwab's, the Vanguard's have focused people in on that so well. Yeah. And they've been, if they've reaped the rewards of that focus on a fees, making costs to go price. to zero. But check out the flip side of that, though. So, yeah, Whoa. fun. And you're going to probably reference Dalbar. I'm going to let you do it. Okay. This is your favorite Dalbar. Thing. I do love this. This becomes very <laughs> behavioral finance, right? And so what we look at through a Dalbar study that's been done for, I think, 24 years now, 23 or 24 years, and they look at what's called the quantitative analysis of investor behavior. If you listen to the show regularly, you've heard us talk about this study. It's great because what it does is it looks at how investors behave when they invest on their own. And it looks at At what their returns are versus just the general markets. And it uses, to a fault, it uses the S&P 500 as the market comparison in this point, which the S&P 500 is not a good market comparison because it's a very slim, tiny, minority, tiny piece of the overall markets. But in either case, we actually added in the real market data to compare to that as well. So here's what the story is. Over the last 30 years, this was last year's study, the average investor had a return of about 3.9%. Let's just call it four. The average investor returned 4% in equities in all stocks. As a comparison, the global equity market portfolio, if you invested with intelligence-driven advisors, you would have had roughly 13.3% average return over that 30-year period. 13.3 versus three. So this is the problem, and we refer back to the coaching metaphor is there becomes there are times when it's not so easy it's been easy lately that's a 9% a year on average difference 100%. would you be willing to pay 1 2 3% a year for someone to help you close that gap gap yep. and that gap is the <clears throat> behavioral and coaching gap the behavioral blunders that most investors make are the biggest detractors from overall returns. So that's the risk of doing it yourself. Now, if you can do it yourself and you can build a great diversified portfolio and you're going to get the proper exposure to large cap, mid cap, small cap, international, emerging markets, fixed income, multi-sector, short term, and you're going to build out a great allocation and you're going to stick to a discipline and a philosophy and you're going to rebalance it regularly and you're going to tax sensitively asset look locate your positions across your different account types and you're going to do tax loss harvesting. If you're going to do all that consistently every day, regularly, year after year after year, you're going to do great. You should I not disagree. hire an I No, advisor. I totally disagree. You still think they should? Yeah. yeah. You know well, why? Because you're, you're missing the fact that you're going to go through major life events that are going to cause you to have to do proper and current accurate financial planning. Right. And even if you're an expert investor and you do all those things that you just said and have ice in your veins through market downturns, what about all the major decisions you're going to make that are going to cause you to maybe pay crazy amounts of taxes, right? right. And, or you have the wrong protection around your, your family for insurance. And so how about dies? you have the wrong mortgage structure for your home? Basically, you what if life to, happens? Basically, right? if life happens to you, you're well, probably assuming not going to be that person was smart enough to figure all that out too. <laughs> well, or not smart enough, but well equipped enough. Cause I don't know. That person probably has a day job and a family too. I think it's unlikely <laughs> that there's a large preponderance of people who yeah. do it yourself model is the way that will lead you to the most productive end result. I think it's unlikely I agree with that. that that happens with <laughs> most folks. Right. But I also don't want to sound like we're sitting here trying to sell our listeners on us and, um, because I think there may be a case or two, where they shouldn't. But let's go to the big firms. Let's think, go to yeah. scenario two. So let's talk about scenario two. Um, we're talking about big firms, big brand names. You've seen them, you've heard them. They're everywhere. And they have uh, most of the money under management in the in the world. They they still do. Um, uh, it, it, although that percentage of market share is shrinking quite rapidly. Quickly, um, you and I spent 12 years at these firms so I feel fairly intimate and qualified to talk about intimate with them and qualified to talk about them um, what a great place to learn and start my career and 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 get acclimated also at that time it was less of a free market and less of the ability for when I started for smaller firms to have the resources and the Firepower that a bigger firm did. So I think there was a legitimate argument at that time that you went to those firms because they had research and they had, we have these teams and resources and capabilities to yeah, serve infrastructure. you. We have infrastructure. I think now they have... I, how do you, you know I, I think now th- let's talk about advantage let's talk about the services and the costs and the experience <laughs> Right. <I laughs> this mean, is where I can tell Jason we'll get a little too now that uh, advantage has gone, <laughs> has gone away the level playing field right. consumer it, demand has caused it to go it's not irrelevant but it's a level playing field well and know? I'd argue it's not even uh, level anymore it's gone the other way because if you if you are an advisor at one of those firms you are limited to use the resources yeah. and the the platforms and the investments that 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 are available at those firms. We know we use DFA funds a lot, and DFA funds, by and large, you cannot buy them at a large firm because the large firm makes the companies that they sell, the mutual funds or the ETFs, pay a revenue share to them for being on their distribution platform and DFA says we're not going to do that you charge what you need to charge we'll charge what we need to charge yeah, Vanguard too I think right Right. so there's a lot of funds they can't sell so I would say that the big firms where you used to go to them because they had the resources and capabilities right now potentially have less resources and capabilities than an independent firm they're they are, slightly. Um, and, and I could be wrong, so I'm not ironing that in ironclad. And, hey, these are experiences that we've had from experience. real clients and real uh, colleagues, and so it's they are real. So we're trying to go through <laughs> the different paths and the different options you have as selecting financial advice and how you're going to build your personal financial plan and your personal investment strategy, and whether you're going to select somebody to help you or you're not. So we were talking about the big firms right now. We're talking about the big namers and how there there used to be some, I think, some distinct advantages to working with a big firm is they were reputable and they had um, resources and access to funds and information and research. Stability. Yeah, but just like you used to be able to hire a firm to deliver you research and give you really good insights into stocks. And you could find some information that maybe most people didn't know about. You could dig up some really good information, buy that stock, and maybe get more appreciation than the general market because you found the right stock that had you knew something that the rest of the people didn't know. Unfortunately, that is gone because... The markets have become so efficient with the information age and internet and the transfer of information, the flow of information, which is instantaneous, that every bit of information known, hypothesized, thought to happen, might happen, future plans, expansion plans, new phone launches, all of that information is already priced into a company stock and it's priced into it instantly So therefore, the advantage of trying to buy individual stocks versus just buying the market in the most inexpensive, well-diversified way you can, the most intelligently diversified way you can, has gone away. I think the same thing has happened with the big firms. So do you pay more there? I don't know, but they do operate under a broker-dealer model, which is they can be a fiduciary on some of your stuff, but they can also switch right back to a non-fiduciary and be a suitability advisor right in front of your very eyes. So You are not certain, you cannot be certain that the funds you're getting are not higher cost because they have to afford to pay the broker dealer for distribution. And I write about this in my book, financial detox. So if you want to hear more about it, read financial detox, you can get it anywhere books are sold. If you notice it, I mean like it's, it's, it's getting more and more the same because people are like, well, what's what it really is the difference anymore. Like I get, you just said a glass versus a glass. Are you going to pay $6,000 extra for a glass versus plastic? <laughs> how long I have to drink out of that plastic <laughs> international for sure. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I don't know. Look, I, I've, I don't fly first class all the time. I don't even fly very much and I try not to, but unless I never I'm flying on my know. own plane. <laughs> yeah, but, right. um, but, but the... Uh, there is no more first class is my point. I don't know. I don't think... In the investment agree. world. It's the opposite. Like I totally you said. disagree. I think that there's totally a first class and I think that first class in the investment world is where a client gets treated Absolutely, fairly and transparently, they have people like Jennifer when they walk in our front door. They have people like Shanda when they walk in our Temecula front door. They deal with people like Bonnie. They deal with people that love them and care about them and take care of them and put their interest first. That is is first class of financial Is that the services. big firms though? What, what that are you is, t- you're talking about That f- is RIAs that so oh. I jumped. Uh-oh. And Uh-oh. it's an, <laughs> intelligence driven advisors and it's a biased opinion, right? Because it's coming from me and that's our firm but it's just what it is. Well, because I mean, if you remove the conflicts of interest of compensation and you level up that playing field and say, no matter what service you're going to get, I get paid the same. I'm, then, then, they're, then they're in lies Those conflicts solution, right? of interest are removed or they're fully disclosed. The compensation that we receive is fully disclosed. We don't receive additional compensation on the back end from other products. Our firm is not receiving additional compensation for selling certain products and Mm. certain funds or certain ETFs or certain solutions. So there is a distinct difference. But I don't want to make this a commercial. So I still think, though, there are advisors who... Uh, are at big firms who do the right job for clients and they maybe don't play with all the firm's ancillary products that pay extra. Maybe that's out there, but it's certainly changed from what it was. They we should are, come work for us yeah, with maybe. us. They should. If um, they're, if they're um, trying to avoid, if they all want to the do comp- the best thing for their clients. Then, then they, they would consider it, but it's hard to change. It's very hard to change. That business model, yeah, um, so. it's changing. I think consumers are changing it, yes. which is cool to see. They are. I mean, you hear them people talk, and you ask them questions, and you ask them the right questions, like what matters to you in an experience. Yeah. Like, do you see the value in having a financial advisor? Is the point of this show really? Right. If you see the value in it what is the, what are the things that you should be paying attention to it? it whether, wh- whatever path you've been on, you know what? And don't feel bad about if you see yourself in some of these stories, like, Oh man, right. I, I'm sorry. I w- wish I was in the third op- path right. versus the first one or whatever. What are the things you can control now? Yeah. What do you do now? Well, I think also to our listeners, we want to help you figure out like, where am I going to get my advice? If I'm going to get it, if you're going to do it on your own, I don't know why I, you're on your own. Um, if you're you're going to do it on your own, right? That's the point of being on your own. If you're going to seek advice, we're in the business of giving advice. And we understand that from different viewpoints because sorry, that was funny. though. You're You're skipping those people, but okay. Um, you're, you're, then we're trying to help guide you through what those experiences might be like. And, And I think that, um, you know it, it unfortunately this sounds too much like a commercial so let's get to some well, no, actionable ideas we have a, here, we have something on the website they can download that has exactly eight steps of financial detox that would be that would be the answer that's to a that. great one so if you go to idawealth.com some of the best things we can do for you is offer you this free opinion check it us check us out like you get sit down have a discovery have a conversation we aren't desperate and will not be desperate for your business. We'd love to grow our business, but at the same time, I think we can truly give you uh, a viewpoint that will have very salient points as to why there are certain paths that are better than other paths. Mm -hmm. And with that, you can always check out Financial Detox. We talk about things like this all the time. We have a show every single week. You can get us on kcbq that's the answer in san diego am 1170 or fm 96.1 that's saturdays at 1 p.m or you can just go to financialdetox.com and you can hear and listen to this show and or any of the past shows As always, we thank you so much for listening. We thank you for your continued support. And we look forward to catching you on the next show. 877-707-8889. It's Financial Detox, and I'm Jason Labram. Have a great week.
0: To learn more about Financial Detox and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and resources, visit FinancialDetox.com. Call Jason and the team at Intelligence Driven Advisors. If you're ready for Financial Detox and a better tomorrow, call 877-707-8889. 99. Get answers to your questions. That's 877-707-8889. That's financialdetox.com for podcasts and information. And if you like what you've heard, be sure to hit the subscribe button. That way, you'll be notified about upcoming podcasts. You'll take one more step toward financial peace of mind.
2: This content is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any types of securities. Mr. Labram and intelligence-driven advisors are not responsible for the cost. Consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this program and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Mr. Labram and his guests as of the date of the show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward looking statements or forecasts are based on assumptions and actual results may vary from any such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making an investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on information. Information provided today in making any investment decision. There is a risk of loss investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for particular investors' financial situation or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses.